there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Yes, good evening and welcome to this, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Live from the Radisson Red in Glasgow, our Euro Nights in association with our friends at Steen. And we've got a couple of legends in the house with us tonight. Mark Guidi, former president of the Scottish Football Writers Association, one of the top writers and broadcasters in the country. Peter Grant, a Celtic legend, is with us from now until eight. And also on his way to Robbie Williams tonight. No, sorry, on his way, because Robbie Williams is on. He's going to entertain us next door. We've got someone who's got a European winner's medal from 1997. You had the 3-1 win against Juventus. It is, of course, the former Celtic and Scotland star, Paul Lambert. Paul, great to see you. Thanks for joining us at the start. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And was it Peter? Is he your agent now to, to get <laughs> you with got, us? Got to get yep. man. You're the top players. People have won about in this competition, played yep. the big games. It's the only ones you can talk to. So the Champions League dream is over for Celtic, mm. but you've heard Ange Postacoglu saying Celtic are fit for the Champions League. They've missed chances, but they've competed. What about tonight, Paul? How do you feel about Shakhtar? It's a difficult game. I, I, I think they have to get... Just get a win. Because I think they have to get that stigma off their back of they can't win at this level. That I think the performances have proven that they can compete. But if you can't win a game, you can't. You don't, certainly don't want to lose it. And if they can pick up three points, they can go to Madrid and, and enjoy that, that occasion. But you just don't want to have that stigma of you're finished last, you've not got any points, or one point, it's, that's a difficulty. People are in really good form here tonight. You're only with us for a few minutes, Paul, I know you're going to the game. Um, Peter, what are you feeling? What's your early thought? We'll talk about it in detail. What do you feel about Celtic tonight? I think Shakhtar are a very good side. I think Celtic have done very well performance-wise. We all know the chances that's been missed, and that's come back to haunt them. We spoke about it last week. You switched Benzema into the Celtic team, playing the way they have, and create the chances that they've already done. They'd be sitting top of the section probably the way they've played. But don't let's not be kidded. Shakhtar are a very good side. I, I thought Celtic outplayed them in Poland, I must admit. Um, but I think when I've seen Shakhtar, I think they've got really interesting players. And the way Celtic try to play, they always give up chances. You know. But we're hoping at the other end of the pitch tonight that Celtic will be able to take the chances and create as many as they have done, but this time take them. Mark, Celtic have to win tonight and still no guarantee of getting that Europa League place, the third spot. The table is really tight for Celtic, you know, at the bottom. They've got to win tonight. Yeah, they, they win tonight and they hope that, that Leipzig can take something off Shakhtar in the final game and, and Celtic would need to go to the Bernabeu and get something which is a, an almighty ass. But first, thing, first things first, win tonight. Just go and win the game, whether it's 1-0, 5-4, whatever it may be. Go and get three points and give yourself something to play for in the Bernabeu. Next week, the game's thick and fast. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Celtic fans get over to Madrid next week. Probably 90% of them have to get tickets to get in. But they'll all be there. And you want to go there with, with something because Celtic might just be able to pull off a shock next week, Paul, and keep themselves in you. At the moment, they're out. Win tonight. 
they've got a right good chance. And Paul, you think Celtic could and, and may well win tonight? I do, just because of the, just because of the support. I think the, the support drives you on, but the only reservation I've got to that, good players thrive on big occasions, and Shakhtar lads have, will be used to that kind of atmosphere but Celtic if they can get this one I just think it takes that stigma from, from it you get a result at Bernabeu and if you, if you, what do you feel about Real Madrid of course the defending champions Celtic did really well mm. against them should have had a couple of goals I know it was 3-0 at the end uh, do you think they're going to win it again this year or I suppose my question really is mm. could Celtic take something will they take something at the Bernabeu I think to get anything there Paul that, that is a, an iconic you've seen what happened last season against Chelsea Man City it's an iconic stadium that, that sucks you and you can't get out. I mean, they're playing games where you haven't had a kick, and that's an iconic stadium to, to do that. For Celtic to get something, there's, you're going to have to have unbelievable luck for them to have an off night. But uh, can they go there and get... Well, you never say never, but I, this is the one. This is the game that I think will set the Madrid game up. It'll be some atmosphere, Peter, won't it? And it's been the hallmark of it. I don't know, the Leipzig game is a little bit quieter, maybe, for the Celtic fans. But tonight... It's got to be three points. I don't think it was quieter. I think what happened was the opportunity that came in was missed. And I think Celtic fans were sensing that again. They were creating a lot of chances and they weren't taking them. And they were thinking, here we go again. Because they played ever so well. And I think they lost it for a 10-minute period when the substitutes came on because they were just changing the shape a little bit, tinkering with it a little bit. And opportunities came and it gave Leipzig that little bit of lift. And the thing they didn't do, Leipzig maybe three chances, four chances maximum in the game. They scored two of them. Celtic had five or six and never scored any. And there lies the difference. You're talking about Madrid. You're probably hoping you were playing Madrid tonight because they've got about five or six players not playing in the game tonight. You know, and that's they're top players. You know, so that's a big thing. And these things are the things that can happen for you. You're hoping Real Madrid rest everybody next week and Celtic get a result tonight. Paul, it'd be great to be back at Celtic Park tonight. Mm. You're not back that often because mm. you've been so busy in English yeah. football over the years. But you'll get a special welcome. I think it'll be nice. It's, it's always good to go back at, at certain times and, and looking forward to seeing the game. And what about your old club as well, Borussia? Mm. Borussia Dortmund, you won that. Have you got the medal on you tonight? Can we... Uh... <laughs> no, I didn't want to embarrass Mark with that one. He's, he's being cook up medal. Because you played <laughs> alongside... Just got to the quarter-final. Don't, don't dare label me in, I played beside him. Am I kidding? The ability's going downhill here. Really quick, yeah. Oh, to be fair, when Paul cleaned yeah. my boots, it used to be a right good job. <laughs> ah, yeah. But you knew, you must look at Dortmund. They've got a huge game as well. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about Jude Bellingham beforehand. Yeah. Who is How good is he going to be? Well, my own opinion is give him one, one, two years, he'll be the best young midfielder in Europe without a shadow of a doubt. I think he's got everything that a midfielder should have and the, the greatest compliment I can give him is he's a top kid. He's not arrogant, he's not over-exuberant of what he wants to do. He's just a really nice, humble kid and I think I think he could be the next best thing. Paul, we really appreciate you joining us and we know you're off to the game. Give us a scoreline then. We've got some uh, Celtic yeah. fans here in the building. So what would you say? I'll go 2-1. I'll go Celtic 2-1. 2-1 Celtic. Paul Lambert, thanks so much Thank for joining much. us. Thanks, Thank Paul. You. Enjoy Thank the you. game. And he'll be back for the podcast later. He doesn't know it. But, uh, no. no, thanks very much, Paul. Uh, so we've got Peter Grant alongside Mark Guidi, myself, Paul Cooney, and some Celtic fans in. Just getting a few pictures there with Peter and with Paul. We'll get Peter later. Mark, you've got some uh, thoughts, no, no, news yeah, coming just, in. No, yeah. I was looking at the, you know, we're looking at the table just now. And the last time Celtic won the Champions League, five years ago, under Brendan, um, they qualified for the Europa League in third spot with three points. We won one. Wow. Uh, and Anderlecht finished bottom so 1-1 one, one out of 6 got Celtic third place because they beat Anderlecht 3-0 in Belgium and Anderlecht won 1-0 at Parkhead and the win was in game number 2 which was October 2017 so it was 5 years wow. since Celtic won a game 
in the champ, albeit that was the last time they participated in the Champions League, Peter. Mm. But when you look at it, three points in last time got them third place and got them into the, the knockout stages and of the, the Europa the League. The interesting thing for me would be, what would the manager take tonight? Because he talks about the way the team always play. You know, but would they take the win? Because the performances have been very, very good, you know, in the respect to that. Celtic have had a go in every single game, whether they've been home or away. We've got to give them credit for that. I've really enjoyed watching Celtic in Europe because usually go and say, not part the bus, you just couldn't get out. Other teams are so much better than you and you just couldn't get out. I think Celtic have been on the front foot, whether it's been Madrid, whatever. They had the best chance at the start of the second half. We keep going back to the Madrid game, which was massive. You know, Mieda's chance right just yeah. after half time. That could have changed it completely yeah, sure. because as soon as they score, you know the quality that they have, yeah. that they can keep the ball. You're talking about Bellingham. That, the biggest compliment I could play that kid is that he could play for any of these teams. Yeah. He could play for all the top teams in the world at this moment in time, but just his ability. But then you look at the teams that's uh, Mutrik is playing for yeah. Shakhtar. Yeah. He's a right top talent, great pace. And the way Celtic, you've seen the goal he scored against Celtic, he was never in the game. Yeah. They ran away for Juranovic as if he wasn't there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Juranovic is quick and a very good one-to-one -one defender. But it was that one opportunity, and they scored from it. And Celtic have not as clinical as that, and everybody knows that. The manager's sick here, not sure he is. But that's what you have to be at this level. And if you don't score your goals and take your chances, there's not many of them come along. I don't know if you agree, but I think in the Champions League, Peter, because you look at all the chances, the stats are there. I think Celtic have looked anxious in and around the penalty box. See if you compare it to domestically. Tynecastle there the other week, Hibernian the week before when they were battering them in at Tinker. Every one of them, Maida, Kyogo, Jackie Marcus. Abada, nice, relaxed, hitting the target, boom, goal. I think, I don't know what it is, but I'm just feeling that wee bit extra pressure, but for me, they don't look relaxed. I don't know if they're trying too hard in and around the box, but the finishing, I don't know why. On a Saturday, no problem. Tuesday, the Wednesday, midweek in Europe, wee bit different. But it's like doing shooting practice, isn't it? Putting against Real Madrid's, Shakhtar, Leipzig, you're thinking, maybe only get a couple of these. When you're playing against domestically, they get a chance after chance. And if they miss them, there's an opportunity on that third one you're going to get a goal. You know? So Celtic, I've been at a lot of the games, and they've still missed big chances domestically. You know? But the thing is, they know they'll get another one. That's not the same in the Champions League. But this time they have, actually. And against Leipzig, they'd won two, three. They'd, against Real Madrid, they'd won two, three chances, you know? So they've always had chances. And that's been the surprise. And sometimes it happens. You've had good goalkeeping, you've had bad misses. And I think the manager would say he'd worked a different way at the start of the season because the games were coming every week. So he trained them a lot harder. And sometimes they looked a little bit fatigued, I thought, at the start of the season. They played Hearts and Aberdeen. They didn't look their natural self. So they went to Tannadice, actually, and scored nine. And you thought, oh, here we go again. Last week, I left here and I said, Kyogo, Hattrick, remember, against Wallerwell. Yep. He had three chances in yep. no time. Hit no the bar. Time, hit the yep. And then put one by the post. Yeah. But then he kept going, and that's what you've got to do. And the manager's 100% right. All the managers I've ever played with, and I've been fortunate enough to play with some superstar centre-forwards, yeah. you know, and coach some of the superstar centre-forwards, they keep getting in the position to score. And if they miss, they don't care. And that's probably the difference with them. I don't mean they don't care. They'll keep getting back in there, and they'll take the criticism that goes with it, because that makes them be the top-dollar player that everybody wants, because... They get the chances and they will take them sooner or later and I'm hoping that becomes tonight. My goodness, there's so much to talk about. Last night it was all about VAR. That seems a distant memory because it's all about Champions League now. Barry was making the headlines on our programme saying, yep, but the, this week for Rangers is going to be massive. It's going to be so tough. Napoli are arguably 
the best team in the competition, one of the best, along with Man City. I see Chelsea are one up at the moment. Um, it's going to be a huge week for Giovanni van Bronckhurst. They got the draw at the weekend. We'll be here tomorrow night and we'll be uh, watching and we'll be previewing Napoli against Rangers, but it doesn't come much tougher than that. And for Celtic tonight, who's going to be up front? What's the Celtic lineup going to be? We will know quite soon. Is it going to be Kyogo or is it going to be Giacomacus up front? Let's hear from the manager talking about the importance and what he's looking for in tonight's game. Here's Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, look, I think in the context of us sort of continuing Europe, obviously it is. It's a, it's a must-win game tomorrow and um, our ambition is to, um, to to try and achieve that, keep us alive. Um, it's not that, you know, just because I think we deserve something, you, you automatically get it or you, you kind of feel like uh, you rode something. I, my sort of... Um, thought process around this whole thing is that if you keep putting yourself in that position of playing you know, the kind of football we want, creating chances, eventually you get your rewards. And, and, and for us, that's that's the key to tomorrow. Um, we've just got to play you know, in the same manner, tackle it in the same manner, uh, particularly here at home, you know, put pressure on the opposition. And you know, I think, again, you know, if we can create the same number of chances, then uh, it's about them con converting them. And, uh, you know, I think from my perspective, it's a lot better being in that sort of situation rather than trying to figure out how we're going to create chances to, to score goals. And Peter Grant, Mark Guidi, how the 60,000 in that stadium tonight would love to see a goal. I mean, the Rangers fans last week, 50,000, a couple of weeks ago, 7-1 against Liverpool. But they had a moment when they got a goal, and that's a special. I felt for the fans the other week, you know, against Leipzig, great expectations. Tonight... Who's it going to be, the starting lineup? What do you think? We just threw a few down there. Do you think it's going to be Gigi up front or Furuhashi? I what what a, do you think? I Peter? think there's a possibility he could go with Jack and Marcus tonight. I've just got a funny feeling. Kyogo's done brown. He loves Kyogo and he thinks he's, he's, his main man is a striker. I've just got a funny feeling. You know, there's a possibility that could happen. Differently because I think the ball's got to get in the box quicker. I think they've missed a few guilt-edged chances. And most foreign teams don't deal with crosses well. And I think Celtic have created, and Giacomacus is better at that. I may be 100% wrong, yeah. but I'd have no qualms in playing Kyogo, obviously, because sure. he, he starts that press and he wants that press. But I think Giacomacus may be one of the ones. My only concern with that is he played starter at the weekend, and I think is that the reason why he yeah. left him to rest? That's what I'm thinking. I don't think Kyogo even got off the bench, uh, did he? No, that's uh, right. So you're wondering, was that just specifically with a view? to tonight's game I suspect it might be but my view is I would go with Jackie Marcus as well I would go with something different I like Kugo he's a brilliant finisher but he's not quite what he was a few weeks ago I would go with Jackie Marcus try something different with the white boy and just get the ball into the box just get it in let him go and attack it see if it's not working make the change at half time Gregory's been on the socials at Go Football Show and you can contact us give us your points and he's given us a, he thinks the lineup will be up front Abada Maeda and Jikamakis and he was at the game at the weekend uh, but he thinks he will start as well at the back is it Hart obviously is it Juranovic Yen, CCV and Taylor yes yeah. yes, that's what I would go for I think that's what he sees it Banabi's come in and done quite well mm -hmm. to be fair to him but Greg Taylor's been outstanding all season and to be fair I, I know he got his critics last year but the one thing about the wee fella he goes and shows and wants to play the way the manager wants to play in a completely different position for fullbacks now for Celtic and he gets his rewards on Saturday and I was delighted for him there's nobody happier on the pitch and seeing that kid score because I think his performances have deserved that striker's instinct isn't it? absolutely if you watch it it was a striker's instinct because the striker actually sailed, I can't remember Hadzimanovic I'm not sure went to the back post but Greg ran in front of the defender you know and got the touch in and it was fantastic it was great to see the elation in his face yeah it was, it was the same Hearts defender Michael Smith that had switched off both times for the two rebounds 
uh, yeah. the winning goal and the one with the, the, the shot was it Moy whoever it was hit the shot and Craig it Gordon's uh, yeah. parried it so aye I mean uh, the one for me uh, I think it'd be harsh to leave James Forrest out tonight I'd love to see James Forrest getting a crack at it um, but he does love Maeda and the manager really mm-hmm. likes the defensive shift that uh, Maeda puts in as well so, but maybe Forrest might get the nod ahead of Abada I'm not sure but he's got really good options I think probably the central three Paul even though Turnbull's mm-hmm. available again Moy, Hatati and O'Reilly I think the, the three of them picked themselves but then you've got Haksabanovic yeah. as well that's what I was going to so, say so not Haksabanovic really do you think it'll be Moy really good yep. op- well there's really good options um, I, I, I think I know Moy can go forward but I think he, he can out the three he'll sit a wee bit uh, more and a wee bit more protection to the, the, the two centre-halves but listen there's brilliant options yep. there's so many good options there's 17 or 18 really really good outfield players that he could choose 10 from well we want to leave here tonight with no regrets would that be fair <laughs> no it's because Robbie Williams <laughs> is next door we've got Peter Grant on we had Paul Lambert Any, do you think he'll come in he loves his football doesn't he Robbie Williams see if we can get some contacts I'm sure Stoke City fan isn't Stoke, he? he is Stoke, yeah Peter, yeah, exactly. I think it's Port Vale actually what's your connections with Port Vale because every player I throw up you've worked <laughs> with them and you know them we'll work on that during the break and then we'll speak to some of our friends here at the Radisson Red we're back in a moment the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go this is the Go Radio Football Show on the road with Macklin Motors and we're live from the Radisson Red here in Glasgow with our Euro Nights in association with Steen and we're only, what, an hour and 35 minutes away from Celtic against Shakhtar. Celtic, the winners of the tournament in 1967. We haven't said that uh, out of these. What's the game five out of the six? Peter Grant, you've had many great nights at Celtic and the European nights. What's it like going out? The floodlights and... and well, the packed stadium. You get, I told you, we won games, Paul, we weren't supposed to win. You know, I've been beaten with teams well away from home and even poor teams away from home quite a lot, but Celtic Park was just something different. And I know people talk about it, try to curry favour the supporters, but there was something different. We won games we, weren't, we shouldn't have won, and it was all through the supporters. And that proved the opposite, as I've done in the Atletico Madrid game. We never had fans and we lost 2-1 after having a fantastic result in Spain. We come back against the Spanish champions and we get lost 2-1. And that shows you how important the supporters are. We're joined now by one of our friends here at the Radisson Red. And it's Stephen. Stephen Henry is with us. Stephen, welcome to the programme. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A great pleasure. What are you feeling tonight about this? What's the, what, do you, what do you think? I think, uh, I think they'll score, score about a couple anyway. Two or three. I just think they'll take their chances tonight. They'll be no lucky. They're not getting the, the ball, not being in. As long as they're still creating chances, I think they'll score a night. Three anyway, that's what I fancy, 3-0. You sound a bit like Ange Postacoglu. In that, you'll create the chances and take yep. them. Mark said earlier, and it's a word that I've used as well, Celtic, to me, look a little bit anxious in front of goals in the Champions League. Have you seen that? And Do you think that tonight will be evident? Think, I just think they're luck. They've been just unlucky. I know they've been, as you say, been anxious. I just think... The power's there, the service is there. I just think it'll come good tonight. Key men for Celtic, obviously the keeper is always vital. And what do you think of Cameron Carter-Vickers? Definitely brilliant, excellent. What a centre-half, amazing. Love him. He's quite, quite, a, quite a find, wasn't he, yep. to, to bring him up? Because he, he hadn't made it in England, but you're not in the Tottenham books, Peter, unless you're special. Well, I'd seen a lot of him, obviously, because I was at West Ham and Fulham and that round about there, so I'd seen a lot of Cam. And he'd been out on loan, and it's always difficult because down south, you know, he's not six foot four. 
You know, he's not your typical centre-half down there. You go to the non-league down there, they're all six foot four and whatever. Every centre-half. So people had that wee bit of sort of trepidation with him, you know. And he was always a solid defender. That's the way you'd have put him. And I think even with Celtic last year, but I think he's grown this year. I think he's, was it last European night, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. You know, I thought he was outstanding in the game. And I think him and Jens now are getting a bit of partnership together. You know, Jens still makes mistakes. As I said to you when I coached him as a young he player, yep. I said there, like the one last week when he let the ball run out and he gets cut back and against Motherwell okay. and they get the chance from it. And he has the moments he's switching off. I thought that's the big thing for him. He can't afford to do that in Europe because he will be punished. But in the, the game at Motherwell last week, he got away with it. And hopefully playing a long way Vickers, who doesn't take chances. He's a proper centre-half because that's still a massive part of the game. But what Morris does offer them is the use of the ball for the back, which helps Celtic's midfield in the way they play. Yeah. So important, isn't it, to have a, a rock-solid two at the back there? What make, that makes a, a difference? And I, I prefer Jens to Starfield, Paul, I have to be honest. I do, do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Why? 100%. In what way? I, I think he's more solid. Just first and foremost, as, as a defender, I think that um, sometimes in possession, and we know the manager likes to play out from the back, I think Starfield is too sloppy uh, in his passing, and it gives the opposition chances, particularly... Um, at this kind of level, I don't think Jens is, is perfect by any manner. I mean, I think he's better um, at that. And the thing that I, I forgot all about, Paul, was reading his stuff the other day. He's only here on loan. And I yep. think that's, that's mm -hmm. a deal that Celtic should look to get done as quickly as possible, like they did with Carter Vickers. Oh. Get it in the bag, get them done, because I think there's a really good partnership in there. I think a lot of people didn't realise that, Brackis. I'd forgotten that, that he's yeah, on, I, he's I, on I loan. It. Yeah, I read yeah. it. Uh, Lorien, yeah, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. so I, listen, I don't know if yeah, there's a set sure. fee already, but mm. I've been encouraged to go and get the deal um, done as quickly as possible. Stephen, what do you think of Moritz Jens? It's like a, a partnership, get better each game. Mm -hmm. Two of them together, I think him and Carter Fickers are getting better each game. Uh, he's a good sign. And obviously your captain missing, uh, Callum McGregor, won't be back for some time, but they have adapted well without him. O'Reilly has played. Yeah. What, what can you say? O'Reilly's done well. signing. Yeah. Amazing. Great. For me, can't he the, the holding, playing the middle, and, uh, but you know, he's just attacking, that's his strength, but he's doing a great job. Do you know him as well, Peter and Matt? He says he's really well coached. Yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at Fulham. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you well, were. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Moritz, too modest. Moritz, Moritz and him yeah. were big friends, you know. And that was the thing we always... It's easier, because when we're doing the 23s, we used to try and get them comfortable in possession of the ball. We had to take Moritz, as I said to you, and Moritz spoke about it when he came to Celtic. He said, yeah, Peter always talked to me a bit more aggressive because nine times out of ten the ball's going to come straight down my throat and if I don't deal with that first ball up and don't defend properly, I'll be finding it very difficult, no matter how good I can be in the ball. But one thing I'd say about Starfield, I really was impressed with Starfield last season and I think he was a bit unfortunate with his injury. But the one thing Moritz gives you, he passes the ball forward. Whereas Starfield last year, I felt, turns back on his right foot, which is a natural thing, plays square to Carter Vickers. Now, Carter Vickers used to pass it back to him and then it would go back to Joe and then it would be a kick up the pitch and we'd lose possession from that. I think with Moritz, Moritz is more comfortable with his left foot. And I always said that, I love balance. And Moritz used to do that. And him and Matt, I used to play Matt in that one position because of that to learn the game. Because he, as I said to you before, he wasn't great against the ball. So he had to watch the game against the ball because I knew his talent on the ball. And I agree with Stephen here that when he plays further up the pitch, he's got that creativity. And I think he'd done that more at MK Dons and that's how he got his move here. And I'm absolutely delighted for him. I think the world's his oyster. He's a, what I would call him, he's, the two of them are Celtic players because they can handle the ball. You know, they can handle the ball. But what you've got to say, if they've got the personality, the two of them are the nicest boys you could ever meet. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. They want to learn. They want to get better. 
And that's that's a big plus as a senior professional football player. You don't think you're better than you are. And the training ground's a learning place. And I can see both of them learning off the manager and the squad they've got. Peter, I think I said at the start of the season, I think O'Reilly will emerge between now and May as Celtic's biggest asset in the transfer market. I think he'll go by your Jotas, your Kyogas in terms of market value. And I, and I hope he makes that Denmark uh, squad for, mm -hmm. the, for the World Cup. You've worked with him. I don't know if you agree, but for me, O'Reilly, one and a half million quid, what a <laughs> bit of business. But, uh, you know, for me, he's looking... He's looking but even better than millions that, Mark, and millions and millions of pounds. Before he went to MK Dons, he was training on his own. I'd left Fulham by then, obviously, by the time Mark had, uh, Matt had left. But he was training on his own. It showed the determination and the belief that he had. As I said to him, when he was a youngster, he had a bit of problem with his back and missed a lot of training at times mm. because his body grew so quickly. And you can see that. I told you, look, mm -hmm. he's running great. It's kind of a funny the way he runs and whatever. So he always had back issues. And I think he ended up with a fracture on the bottom of his back. So that was a problem for him, and I don't know if that was maybe a, maybe one of the reasons Fulham thought, oh, well, listen, professionally, that's not going to be the case. But MK Donzi was outstanding. I think having that belief, he could always play with the ball. And if, you, if you're a good player like Matt, and you've got good players playing with you, because it's always about the team, uh, you're sure. always a better player when you play with better players. And if you've got people moving in front of you, Matt will find them, because he's got the eye. But also, he's a fantastic set play taker. And I think that's a big asset for Celtic as well. And players always look better with a nice left foot, don't they? Yeah, sure. So playing they in that, stand out. I mean, yeah. Playing in that right-hand side, cutting in, the full pitch is open for him now. So he can create chances, he can switch play, and, and he's got the talent to see them. And he can receive possession, and he's comfortable on it. And as you say, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, he could be on. If he keeps improving the way he is, stays clear of injury, anything's possible for him. So looking at the threats, though, where Glasgow's on, go radio, the, the, the clues in the name were massively pro Celtic tonight, got Rangers tomorrow night. But Mark, Celtic lost three goals. It was a great game at the weekend. So looking to Celtic, where are the weaknesses? Because they're up against Mudrich and some other really... I mean, a team that took uh, they took Real Madrid into injury time and they were ahead. It was a draw just a few weeks ago. So yeah. we know that. What about the Celtic defence at the weekend? They switched off at times. Hearts had quite a few chances. Yeah, they did. I mean, you, you analyse the two penalty kicks. Stonewallers, both penalty kicks. Jens conceded one and uh, Carter Vickers conceded um, the other, both on uh, Devlin, um, I think they were. Um, but then you've got, you've got Greg Taylor and Juranovic, I think, that will come in tonight. They didn't start um, at the weekend, and the goalie's, the goalie's fine. Yeah. Joe Hart, you've absolutely no problems with him. Look, I think, first of all, you've got to credit Hearts. Hearts had a go at their own stadium, had Celtic in the back foot at times, and then you've got to credit Celtic for being behind and finding a way to go and what they, win the game. They upped it a gear. They went up a gear when they needed to, again, made some really good substitutions, they were denied a clear penalty kick, Paul. I mean, can I get through tonight without touching on it? No. <laughs> at VAR, it was an absolute shocker that Celtic did not get a penalty kick for handball by Michael Smith. Yeah. But, no, but I said it for the start. And I think it's very... My, my key point of this, Peter, is I think it's very unfair in Nick Walsh for Stephen McLean, the VAR yeah. official, not to flag that up and at least give Nick Walsh the opportunity to go and view it for himself was a shocker. Absolute shocker that we VAR in place that even VAR got that wrong with the benefit of replay. Stephen, what did you feel about that? No, not right, not at all. It's not right. I don't know if no. these guys are trained up. I don't know. I just, well, it, I don't know. he's it's, a top referee. I mean, yeah. we people on last night saying... They uh, didn't help the refs, but he's... Mm. McLean's no, he's just... Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You know what gets me as well? I watched the West Ham game last night, Peter. You're all yeah, yeah. The opening oh, goal. Handball. Now, I'm watching that in the telly, mm -hmm. and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, that's going to get chopped off. There's absolutely no doubt. I'm a agree with Gary O'Neill, mm -hmm. the Bournemouth man. I think that's an absolute set. It didn't. It carried through. Jamie Carragher thought it was the right decision. Well, this morning I'm watching Sky and it's still going through my mind. 
Dermot Gallagher's on and explains why the goal stands. And he explains why the penalty kick is given for the second goal, which Gary O'Neill also had a right go at. And once Dermot Gallagher explains it, great, because that's mm -hmm. the rules of the game and they've explained the rules. In Scotland, again, we've got nothing. Yep. No explanation as to why that penalty is mm -hmm. not given. Now, the other one with Carter Vickers, it's clear he, he's wiped out Devlin. It's a penalty yeah, all day long. Sure. But there's no explanation, Paul. Now, if we're going to come with VAR, we want to be big boys, we want to get big sponsors, we want the big TV yeah. deals, we've got to be proper. Do we've properly. got to raise our professionalism yeah. from the hierarchy that run our game, raise the professionalism. Because you might not agree with what Dermot Gallagher said today, particularly for a Bournemouth fan, but at least it's been explained to you. And we don't do that up here. It's not right. Otherwise, Celtic fans feel that there is something against them. And, and then people say, oh, it's paranoia. Peter Grant, what did you feel about that? Well, I'll Saturday? go to the other side as well. I thought it was shocking, I've told you, but yep. VAR, it's a waste of time for me. I thought it had been used for goal line technology only. And I think that's, what, that. but that's the only thing it should be used for for me. Mm. Because if you for playing devil's advocate, Mo should have been sent off. Maurice Jens should have been sent yep. off. Sure. Second yeah, booking. Yeah. Two yep. yellows. Yep. Two yep. yellows. He's yep. red. Nobody's even mentioned that. Yep. And I'm saying that as a Celtic I'm delighted, obviously. You know, so the bottom line is, nothing is working with it. So now, what they've got, I said a few weeks ago, they've got a get out of jail card. I can get every decision wrong because I'll go to VAR. Yep. But I said, that's not going to make a difference because the ones in VAR are not good enough. And I've said that weeks and weeks ago, so I'm not saying it now after the weekend. I'd said it before VAR came in. You did. I watched yep. it long enough down south. But you know, we're going in four and five minutes. The worst thing for us is for the supporters because the players can't celebrate a goal. The first thing they do is look to the sure. linesman, mm -hmm. no matter if they're onside with 10, 10 mile. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're looking at the linesman, can I celebrate? Then they have to stop, then they have to go and celebrate again if the goal's given. All this. And that's part of the game. If people say, it's like watching record on your television, isn't it? You don't know whether to celebrate or not. Whereas the emotion of the game gets taken out of it yeah. because but, of VAR. And that's a big Peter, problem. Peter, you me. know better than anyone. You spent so much time, 20 years in England, at the top. It's there in the top leagues, and we had to have it. So, how can we adapt it to make the. Look at the Abada goal at the end. And virtually nothing's been said about that. And it wasn't replayed. It wasn't. We don't know if he was well, on the side. Tony Rawson's. Yeah. Everybody spoke about Tony Rawson. The goal. The header. The header. You know, uh, but I think the decision was actually Jack Amakis pulling. So he, that's yeah. what I think the, the decision was on. But we don't get an explanation, and that's what I'm saying. Jim Goodwin makes a, a point about a player and gets an eight-game ban. Yeah. And we are saying, well, why is the manager not coming out and speaking? That's why because you get an eight-game ban. Oh, I can't say nothing today. I've always said the referee should be able to come out because. They're the ones on a Saturday. The emotion of the game has been there for them as well. Come out and explain after in the press. Straight after the game, you come out and say, why did you give that decision? That kills everything then. Everything. You know, because they've got an explanation. We maybe not agree with them, yeah. but at least they've tried to explain it. Yeah, and then we say, okay, yeah. that's it, fine. So I think referees should speak and managers should be allowed. And I mean, I don't mean we crucifying them. I understand what yeah. I'm saying. But you know, you, there's got to be a way you, you tell them. And what Jim said was 100% right. But he should be allowed to say it. No, an eight-game ban. The referee should be allowed to say it. And the manager, so Ange should come out and say, oh, it was a stonewall penalty. That's it. And, but no fine. But I better not say nothing because I'll end up getting fined. Can he be right? An hour and 20 minutes' time. Celtic in action in the Champions League. Stephen, a Celtic fan with us here. What do you think? What's your scoreline tonight? 3-0. 3-0? What? 3-0 Celtic. Scorers? Kyogo, 3 what? Oh, the coyote. Oi! So you've been listening to Peter as well. So you know he's on the bench. No, we don't know yet. We don't know. And listen, it, it didn't stop uh, Salah and it didn't stop at the weekend. Lauren Shanklin coming on as a sub. It's the new thing, isn't it? Getting. Um, getting. Well, I've always said, trick. there's no yeah. thing, such thing as a sub. No. 
you're all part of that team now. Because that's the important thing, because the guys that come on for a minute could score the winner. So you always make sure they players are all part of that team, like the supporters. Unless, are unless they're Ronaldo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I can understand what, that. What do we call him, Peter? Oh, he's really on it tonight, isn't he? He's oh, uh, keeping us right. I yeah. get it, I get him. Oh, no, I don't yeah. just... They're just part no, no. of the team. They're teammates. Yes. Because you could come on in the first minute. Yes, sir. Or you could go on in the last minute. You're part of that team. And try to convince players of that's completely different. Don't get me wrong. When you're yeah. picking your team. But I never call them that. Okay, it's Peter Grant. We had Paul Lambert with us. Paul Cooney. And Mark Guidi and Stephen, your boy is in football, and we we all know him, Stephen Henry, who of course uh, was at Hamilton, right. and he was down south as well. Did he West Ham? Yeah. West Ham, West Ham United. Yeah. yeah. How's yeah. he doing? Hi, he's doing, doing well. Doing Queen's South just now. Hi, doing well. Ah, Palmerston, they're doing Palmer. Hamer. Palmer. Do Hamer. you go down and see him? <laughs> Sorry, no. Do you go down? Yeah. I've done a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the thing was on Saturday. He was happy and they beat Clyde. Oh, of course. Yeah. I thought there was a wee no. bit of needle. I, I that's knew that's he was going to play. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's what happened there, you know what I mean? So, but that's so be it. And of course, he played at the Ackies as well. So, right. great to meet you. We'll maybe speak Thanks. to you later Thanks. on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank Stephen. you, Stephen. Yes, Stephen. And you're going for it. Yeah, I mean, you're just taking it easy. You're saying just a hat trick for Kyogo. <laughs> it's the Go Radio Football Show. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Scotland. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Thanks, Alan. This is Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're live from the Radisson Red in Glasgow, our special Euro night in association with Steen. And we'll be here again tomorrow night from 6, the later start just for these special Euro nights. Uh, tomorrow, it's Rangers against Napoli over there in that amazing stadium. The Maradona Stadium. Rangers flew out today. We're just waiting to hear if uh, there's any news from the Rangers squad. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, they trained today before heading out to Italy. And that's going to be a massive game for Rangers. Lewis Ferguson, who scored his uh, first goal uh, for Bologna at the weekend, he was saying, you know, Napoli, seen them at close quarters. And Rangers, they need to fear. I think everyone knows you need to fear Napoli, don't you? That was great yeah. for Lewis at the weekend. Yeah, it was brilliant. Goal. Actually, yeah. I, I spoke to him on uh, ah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, Paul from um, his home in Bologna and he's he's loving it and he made his debut um, against um, Napoli away from home in the Maradona Stadium and he said the thing that, that, that struck him most was the bus journey in the final few hundred yards going up he says that's the thing that will get range I said the, the, a good crowd you know very passionate not an intimidating um, crowd but certainly a very talented uh, football team here's the teams for tonight Celtic I'll give you them as they are published Hart in goals Taylor Jens, Jikamakis, Furuhashi, Kyogo, Haksabanovic is in, Abada, Carter Vickers, O'Reilly, Hatati, Juranovic. So that's virtually the team that Gregory sent into us on the socials. Yep. Hart, you've got. Uh, yeah, I've got it. Yep. You've Paul. got it, haven't you? Yep. Yep. So, the... so he's going with Hart uh, and goals. Back four as we. All expected, no surprises there at all. Juranovic at right back, Carter Vickers and Jens as your partnership, and Taylor in the left back role. He is then going with a midfield three of O'Reilly, Hatati, and Haksabanovic, mm -hmm. and he's going with a front three of Abada on the right hand side, Kyogo on the left, and Jakimakis through the middle. Now, there's fantastic flexibility in that line that probably might pull off a wee shock and put. Uh, he could put Kyogo just right in behind uh, Jackie Marcus and have Haksibanovic on one of your wings. But I think that's probably Peter, certainly O'Reilly and Hitati off on that protection. And your front four 
can just go at it. That's the way it looks. I mean, Hadzabanovic, as I say, is a front four person, and he? he can play any of the positions, so he could end up anywhere. I think it's possibly that likes of Kyogo is going to be in there. Maybe even play Jack Amakis a little bit deeper. You know, just off him. You know, because he knows he can get in there and he can't get marked with the big centre halves. They maybe just drop him in Hadzabanovic on the other side, get Jack Amakis to drop in in their deepest midfield player. You know, but knowing when the crosses come in, that you've got both him and Kyogo in the centre of the, the goal. And I think that, and Kyogo likes to go and press the goalkeeper. So that's why I'd be thinking, is he going to play him wide? I know he likes to play him, can play him wide at times, but I don't think that's his best. And Hadzabanovic does that very well. So he gets good crosses in. Taylor can get good crosses in. Juranovic uh, and Abada can get to the line on both sides. And that's why I think there's a possibility maybe drop Jack and Marcus just behind uh, Kyogo. It's strong. It's exciting, isn't it? Oh, Paul, I have Going to say. For it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whatever happens tonight, you know, you know, without the benefit of hindsight, we've got to applaud Ange Postacoglu mm. for his team. Peter played at Celtic for 15 years. He knows what the fans want. He knows what the club's about. That's the kind of team that the Celtic fans want to see tonight. Rolling into Parkhead. They need to win the game. Yeah. It's do or die. It's win or bust. And the manager has gone with a starting 11 that's going to give you the best possible chance to win the game. By the way, they're going to be susceptible yeah. to the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. That's just the way they play. But with that front four, and you can argue as well, Hattati and O'Reilly love to get forward. It's like front six. It's like a four zero six. Well, if you go back to the first game, they created a hell of a lot of chances in that period yeah. of the game, you know. Shakhtar never had a lot of chances. Joe the Hart had a couple of good, really good saves, don't get me wrong. But the Celtic dominated for big periods. But then, we always think they're susceptible against the ball. You know, but he's put two strikers on there. He's hoping to get goals. He wants to get goals. This is the way he sees it. It's the first time we're going to actually see Kyogo and Giacomacus yeah. if the two of them play through the middle. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see him playing Kyogo and telling Kyogo to end up playing at left-back, you know, if he's running back half the pitch. I don't see that. Hadzibanovic will do, we'll that. do that. And that's why I think the two strikers will be near each other, whether it's Kyogo plays higher and Jack and Mike is behind it I think that's definitely the way they'll play Shakhtar line up with Trubin in goals Traore Bondar the captain Stepanenko Sudakov Mudric the star player but not the only top player Zubkov Mikhailichenko Bondarenko Matvienko and Taylor Still strong though, isn't it, Peter? You know, you saved that are. very well. Thank you. you. <laughs> like I'm just guessing. It's a, fir- a first in 30 years <laughs> <laughs> news coming in. But see, uh, see, on the yeah. Celtic, sorry, Paul, just to yeah. go back to the Celtic team, Peter, I want your take on this. Are we overcomplicating it? Could it just be a 4 4 2? No, I don't, I don't no. think you can give that up. I don't think you can give the middle of the pitch up, no, whoever you're playing now. Not in Europe. I don't think even in the top games you can give that now because as soon as you get that 3v2 in the middle of the pitch, I played at a, a time in the Celtic period, we played with two wingers and two centre-forwards. None of them dropped in. The wingers never tucked in. So it was like a 5v2 in the middle of the pitch. And that's why we used to get battered away from home. I used to think, me and Paul McStay used to come off the pitch and couldn't <laughs> breathe. And the, the wingers weren't even wet. Why didn't they change it? Because they just thought that was the way Celtic were attacking and wanted to win games and exciting. And you never had enough time, Paul, to get coached as and such. Because, as you say, we used to travel out on the Sunday. For the Saturday, we'd play. We'd travel out right away on the Sunday. So the training session, you know, you were getting there for one night to train. So the manager never had a lot of time to change the tactics. The squads weren't as big. You know, you were hoping somebody wasn't injured. So some guys couldn't train on Monday or the Tuesday, even though you'd flew out. So all of a sudden, it was easier to keep the same team. And we, we, don't get me wrong, we played some really good performances, but at that time it's completely different. But now in the middle of the pitch, I don't care what team you're playing against now, it's very difficult. 
if you're playing a 3v2 because if they play with their wide players inside it becomes a 5v2 and then you just get overrun and the one thing I would say about Celtic's two central midfield players Matt and uh, Hatati I'd say that's their weakness if they're left on their own you know and they, they get overrun in there and that, that's the, the thing that would be concerning me and that's why I think one of the strikers will drop in whether it's a Jack and Marcus who can arrive in the box to help Kyogo but it allows Kyogo still to go and press the goalkeeper and be that first press with Jack and Marcus getting in behind him have we got the entire subs bench yet, Mark? Have you got uh, it there? I'm yeah, just we have. On the official yeah, we have. Site. Paul, we've yeah. got the Celtic substitutes. Ben, two goalkeepers on the bench: uh, Bain and Seagrest, and then a strong backup for the manager to choose from: Moy, Turnbull, McCarthy, Bernabai, Abelgard, Maida, Forrest, and Ralston. So a right good strong bench. Good options here when when they because we know the manager by now, Paul, 65 oh. minutes, at least three, if not four changes. At least, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, so we don't call them subs. What is it we're calling them? Everyone's part of the team. And, and I know there is a real point in what you're saying. No, it's, I, I uh, think yeah. it's massive because, listen, that team that's starting won't be the team that finishes. We all know that. Yeah. We all know that. So these boys that's on the bench, they're making sure that they're ready to come on at any time. And I told you, I think the last game, and nobody's mentioned it, I felt in the Leipzig game that was the problem. There was a little change of shape when the substitution came on and they never really sorted it out quickly. I'm not saying the manager and that never sorted it out. The managers probably told them what he wanted, but the players never sorted it out quick enough. Right. And it allowed Leipzig for five to about eight minutes. I remember looking at my watch and Celtic couldn't get it sorted. And in that period, they nearly get their, I think they get the first goal and they had an opportunity to score again and then they scored just after it. Then Celtic come back again when they got the second goal. Celtic come right back into it and they had opportunities but I just thought that 5-10 minutes which can happen at this level if you lose that 5 or 10 minutes teams are capable of punishing you. you yeah absolutely Salzburg have punished yeah. Chelsea so they're 1-1 um, so Chelsea going in and hoping to come out on top there Graham Potter great start but of course his first game was in Europe and it wasn't such a, a good result uh, for Chelsea and Salzburg is really tough their record is phenomenal I, think, I don't yeah. think they've lost a game yeah. at home for 40 games wow that's in, quite incredible actually yeah. and that's in any competition so that tells you how well they've done you know but to be fair to him, Chelsea Potter's first game was a draw 1-1 with them yep. but then they went to they beat Milan twice yes. so wow. fantastic he's doing well uh, fant fantastic coach you know the voice that it's Peter Grant earlier we had Paul Lambert I mean we could have we had more time we could have talked to him about Aston Villa well, another one of his old clubs yeah, and of course manager. Stephen Gerrard away yeah. and the new manager Unai Emery yeah, I can tell you about them because I was at the same club as them I'm about exactly that's what I was saying both of you we could have uh, <laughs> spoken about it what about Unai Emery be a, a popular choice Listen, at Villa I think he was excellent at Arsenal I think it was People sort of made him a laughing stock because he, he tried to speak English, and I think that's yeah, yeah. that's the problem we have. We're ignorant, yeah. you know. Yeah. We go abroad and we can't speak a word. This boy comes here and tries to talk football, and he's very, very passionate. He's very successful manager, a fantastic manager. And I hope he's a fantastic success. You know, I mean, I really do because he's one guy you would like to see. He started really, really well at Arsenal, if you remember, and then yeah, he just had a spell. Right. Yeah. But then, as I said, they became the laughing stock. And I'm no critical, but the press were ridiculous. The media went through them. They were didn't they? terrible. Yeah. After not one yeah. of their own, I thought, "Ooh, he's are out of order sure. there." I think it was disrespectful. And it, can you look at the badges he's won? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And his teams are very exciting to watch. I like his teams. People say I could be a bit mundane near the end because Arsenal kept conceding for so long, yeah. so many goals. It wasn't you and I Emery's fault. They just never had the players. And I think you can see that when he was talking today. He was talking about the fact that he never got the the, the, the backing. Yeah. To, to get the support and you need that as a manager when you come in I you think know? as well 
if you look at when the period they took over at Arsenal, they were in decline for two absolutely, or three years, absolutely. latterly under Wenger. And you're talking about the criticism from the media towards him, and the, and the punters probably didn't him long enough out. But there was already a, it was an established narrative against Arsenal by that point, yeah. and he was really sure. um, unfortunate uh, uh, getting in at that that time. And probably whoever it was, very similar to Moisey, yeah, yeah, after Sir Alex, it, it was always going to be yeah. be difficult. But now, much better manager, he'll know the game uh, better. Um, and you look at his record, three Europa Leagues in a row with Seville. But he's won about, is it five out of six he won? Yeah, I, I think he's won five out of six. Yeah. PSG. Yeah. You know, phenomenal. phenomenal. Top. Tonight, though, it's about Celtic up against Shakhtar Donetsk. We're here with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, our special Euro night uh, in association with Steen. And it really is filling up many people here for our programme, but also for Robbie Williams in town. Will there be candy, do you think, for the Celtic fans tonight? <laughs> If uh, oh, they get the I'm points, I went to see him last night. Uh, it, oh, yeah, how it, was he? It was yeah. absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Um, I've, I've never been a—I don't mean a big fan. I don't really follow. I'm more a Tom Jones man who I seen the last time in there, and I went to see him last night with my wife Lorraine. And he was oh, she's a one here. She's a oh, oh, she's a angel. It's oh. not unusual. Right, okay. So how good was he? Yep. Ten out of ten. Really? Entertainment. Yeah. And it's the best yeah. I've seen him looking for a long while. Uh-huh. You know, he looked yeah. fantastic. He looked really fit and healthy. You know, and as I say, he's a, he's a top entertainer. And I think when you go to a show, you want to be entertained. And he sang, I think it was two and a half hours, nearly three hours he was on. And he, for that period, he was on all the time. Well, we'll be concentrating on the football here tonight. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu. It was some game at the weekend. And let's hear what he thought of it. Because obviously at that point, he was only, what, 72 hours away from this game tonight. Here's Ange's take on Celtic's 4-3 win against Hearts. Yeah, cracking game. Um, what do I know? Yeah, VAR starring role, three points. Credit to the lads, you know. It's it's not easy coming here and their crowds up and about. You know, with the conditions the way they are, it's always going to be a little bit of a 50-50 game. And then, you know, with the whole circus around VAR, it becomes anything but the football. So um, for us to, within that context, just to stick to, to, to trying to play our football and finding a way to win is uh, credit to the lads. Yep, they found a way to win. They just don't seem to give up because that could have been a real banana skin for in the the chase for the title, which is still the biggest thing, isn't it, Peter? It's not Europe, it is to win the, the title. 100%. And listen, many times, Castle, many, many times, the old Tyne Castle, and it's a hell of a place to go. And it, listen, I'm not being disrespectful to Hearts. Every time Celtic turn up, it's a cup final. You know, you think it's an, an opportunity to come and play. You're just after a big European night. I know they had the game as well, but you're just looking at Celtic. It's relentless, you know, and the manager kept them going and kept them going. But we all talk about the manager. The manager can tell you a million things. The players got to take full respect, you know, because they've got to keep battling, they've got to keep going. That's a, that's demanded at Celtic Football Club that you never give up. If you're losing four, you make sure it's no five. You keep going. You never down tools. And we were always told that since we were babies, you know what I mean? But that was put into us. No matter what you could, don't embarrass yourself. Give everything you got. Leave everything on the pitch. And listen, that was through a period, as you know, wasn't it the greatest period? But the one thing I, I could never say about teammates they ever gave up because they just weren't allowed. You know, just unex- totally unacceptable. Probably looked like that to the supporters at times, but that wasn't the case. And as I say, you seen that on Saturday. And as I said earlier on, the Greg Taylor getting a goal was probably icing on the cake for the manager because his performances have deserved that. You know, because he's been outstanding. He's a fantastic kid who tries. He's, he's bought any what the manager's tried to do with his positional change because it's slightly different as a fullback. We're usually going up the outside. Now Greg's receiving the ball in midfield. He's back to play, which is completely different to them. And 
he's, he's taking it to a doctor water, you know, to be perfectly honest with you. you know, as I say, I was chuffed for him. And you can see the elation in his face right. when he got the winner. Mark, we've had three Prime Ministers since this uh, started. Not this programme, but of course this tournament, <laughs> when you think about it. Um, so Boris Lizen. For Celtic tonight, that could have, couldn't have been better than getting a win at Tynecastle, one of the toughest places. Yeah, it was, it was a big test because, you know, had Celtic not won, you, were, you know, Rangers were playing at home in Levy. Albeit Rangers, it was Rangers that ended up dropping points. We probably would have thought if anybody was going to drop points, it would have been Celtic, given the, the, the difficulty of the of the tie. Uh, but yeah, Celtic showed great character to go out there in the finish Saturday afternoon, four points ahead uh, of Rangers. And you know, I know we're, I know it's Celtic's night tonight. We'll speak more about Rangers mm. tomorrow. But serious, serious pressure on Giovanni Van Bronckers. I mean, him and Steven Gerrard swapped jobs eleven months ago. Gerrard's already away. Is Van Bronckers going to see his one-year anniversary? At this moment in time, Paul, it's looking unlikely. But for Celtic, they're flying. And like I say, looking at that starting 11, I applaud the manager for, for the boldness because it's a do-or-die do tie. They're going for it. We're going to take a quick break for Sophie and the news. That's coming up next. And then we're back here on the Euronite special. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. And thanks to everyone joining us here with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, live from the Radisson Red in Glasgow, a Euronite special in association with Steen. Well, the table tonight looks like this. Uh, Real Madrid uh, on 10 points, RB Leipzig on 6, Shakhtar on 5, Celtic on 1 point as we go into Game 5. And my goodness, are they going for it tonight against Shakhtar, the team which Mark brought to us in the first hour. Joe Hart, of course, in goals. Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, the stand-in captain. Jens and Taylor. Hatati and O'Reilly. Kayogo, Haksabanovic, Abada and Jikamakis. Alan is going to join us in a moment or two. Mark will hear from too. But Peter Grant, they are going for it tonight. How are you feeling? Have you changed any opinions since you saw the team? No, the only change I thought with Kyogo would maybe not play. Wouldn't start. That was the only change. I thought he would go maybe with the extra midfield player. I can see what the manager's doing here. I think Jack and Marcus, we said prior to the team coming out, we thought he would start. We thought it would maybe play, say, Kyogo. But I think the reason he's done that, he could maybe play him a little bit deeper and still allow Kyogo to go and press and put pressure on the goalkeeper or the back line. But then when crosses come in, it's harder to mark someone arriving. And Jack and Marcus is very, very good at that. But also, in the wide areas with Hadzabanovic and Abada, I think they're better defenders than Kyogo. So... I think that's going to be, because you'll, you'll need help. Your fullbacks always need help at this level because of the quality and the, the speed that they've got in the areas. As we've seen, Meda done it in the first game. You know, Mudric is very, very quick. So I think Abada and Hadzabanovic, I see them playing the way there is, and I think it will just be how they line up the two strikers. Because Maeda does well, as Peter points out, doesn't he track him back, Mark? But he's not been vintage. You've got a goal at the weekend. Yeah. But are you entirely happy? And I think you are with the Celtic lineup. Yeah, I like the team. Listen, Maeda works wonderfully well. You know, what, what a shift he puts in. But again, I think you look at the evidence of him in Champions League night, he lacks composure, Paul, at the vital times when you're in that final third, whether he's in front of goal or whether he's in a wide area, I think he's, he's lacked composure, unfortunately, but, but, but he still gives you a wonderful uh, shift. But I think tonight, whether it works or doesn't work for Celtic, I can't fault the starting 11. I like it. Not for a second did I expect to see Giacomacchus and Kyogo in the same starting 11. Didn't think that would happen uh, for a second, but the manager's gone for it. I'm going to be intrigued to see what his plan is, how it shapes up when you see them starting off where, where, he, where he goes with them. Um, and uh, listen, I think it gives Celtic a right good chance of winning the game. It's a team that can put Shakhtar on the back foot. 
Chelsea have just gone 2-1 up. It's that Havertz who's just scored a moment or two ago. And a Seville or Sevilla, whichever you prefer. What do you prefer, Peter? Seville? I'd go to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Grant is available. What a top-class coach he is and manager. They're one up on Copenhagen. Alan joins us. How are you doing? Hi, Alan. Listen, I didn't want to give you a kind of a, a var fear there, but that gone for a goal check there. Um, after the weekend, you'll be a wee bit wary about VAR, but you got the win on Saturday. Yep, How are you feeling? How are you feeling about tonight with Shakhtar? Yeah, seen that lineup. I think um, I think we could take a few goals off him, eh? Definitely. Where are the goals? I mean, there's so many, aren't there? Look at Abada's been on form. He's the scored a couple of doubles, eh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, just to, I'd say Kyogo's going to be the front man, I'd say. Um, and what do you make of Giacomacus at first? What did you feel when he joined a year ago? At first, I thought he was, how could I say, maybe lacking fitness, but then when, when the goals started coming, it was... Just, I think was, Alan's right. I think everybody looked upon that way. But I always liked him. I said that to you. I said the supporters will, uh, will look know. at him and they'll think, well, he doesn't look fit enough and once he gets his fitness up. But his movement was still great. And I, I keep going back to it. He was a top goal scorer in Holland yeah. at that particular team and his team was relegated. So you knew he had goals in him. And you can see that when he plays. He wants to score. That's the big difference yeah. with centre forwards. He wants to score. He's hoping to score. And he's not frightened digging in. He can take a knock. He's in a big centre against big centre halves. It doesn't bother him. He, he, he rumbles people up as the word we would use. He makes life difficult for them. And I think that's the big thing he offers. And Celtic supporters love that. Somebody's wanting to put their shoulder to the wheel and fight and scratch. And the big guy does that. But the big, most important thing is he's got goals in him. I, I really like him. I think he's been outstanding for them. And I think the supporters are seeing that now. And Alan and that, they, they watch him obviously as much as we do. And he knows and he can see that. Definitely. Alan, were you pinching yourself then? You know, a couple of months ago at the start of this tournament, the European champions back in town up against the, the Scottish champions. What do you mean, like... Um, How did you feel you know, when, oh, you, you, draw? when you knew you were back in the Champions League? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's a buzzing moment, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, especially when you get Real Madrid. When, when was the last time they got Real Madrid? Sure. In Europe anyway. So, hi. It was phenomenal. Well done, you turned it on me there. He basically said to me, what's your point, questioner? <laughs> I, I was Jimmy hearing, Sanderson, God rest him, what's your I point, caller? I, I know, I, I was havering a wee bit there. Mark, because I know I've been trying to say... Oh, you know how we feel, Alan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we say it on the Celtic nights, the other Rangers nights, and it's been tough. You know, one point between the two of them. Mm. Um, mm. I, we, we'd like something to cheer about tonight and tomorrow, but let's stick with tonight at the moment. Yeah, I mean, first things first, it is about tonight. I mean, potentially Celtic and Rangers can still finish third. I mean, I think Celtic have got a better chance, a more realistic chance of doing it than what Rangers have. And you're right, Paul, we don't want to be looking for our country, for our game, for our city to be looking at this uh, a week on Thursday when it all comes to an end and we'll get one point um, at a possible 36. You know, we don't want that. We need to get more points, both of them. So it starts tonight. It's a chance for Celtic to get, th- to get three points. I think it's a realistic chance going to the Bernabeu next week. Totally different kettle of fish for Rangers and Naples tomorrow night. Hell of a task in front of yeah. them, but they should take something off Ajax the following week. But tonight, I think Celtic can win the game and keep themselves alive going to the Bernabeu next midweek. Well, I must be, Matt, I'm slightly different uh-huh. in the respect of that. Yeah. I looked at the draw, and if you remember, I said at the time, you would take the weakest draw, yep. and then you looked at it and you thought, there is no weak draw. Yeah. No matter what team you were going to draw, what, no, no matter what section you were going to get in, what clubs you were going to be in with, 
then you were just saying, well, I hope we get some points. Mm -hmm. that, that, I genuinely do, because I think Celtic are magnificent on the home front. They've done tremendous in Europe this year. Rangers have been slightly different. They lost a lot of quality players, not been able to replace them. They had a few injuries as well, so I'll give them credit where credit's due in that, and I think that's been a bit unfair on the manager. Um, but the teams that we're playing against, they're top quality sides, and there was always a possibility of coming out with no points. Mm -hmm. I always felt that because I've seen Shakhtar, you see Shakhtar, you know what Leipzig are about, you know what Real Madrid are about, they've done it with Manchester City, you know, so you've seen what they've got, their top quality players, and that's when you're at the top table, that's a possibility to happen. What we're hoping to get from this is a, is a learning experience. Some of the Celtic boys have never played at this level, you know, and, and that's the big thing, represent Celtic with expectation to win. The one thing I can give Celtic for talking about Celtic tonight is they went into every game and tried to win it. That's the one thing they've tried to do. They've come out with, as you say, one point from it so far. Hopefully that'll change and becomes four and it looks great, you know, in the respect of yeah. that. But remember, they've done it before when they get nine points right. and still they never qualify. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Which is hard to believe. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely look at the quality now. and We've got to go back and we talk about the finances and all that. So to still produce performances that they've done, knowing that you've not got a Benzema, you know, you've not got a Modric, you've not got a Tony Cruz. No disrespect to the players, that's the level. These guys have won five and six Champions Leagues. Yeah. You know, Shakhtar are a young team, very quick. They're guys talking about 70, 80 million for some one player and all that in their mm. team. So you got to um, talk, talk about Cuckoo. We're talking about 70, 80 million for yeah. him. There's another one player. Yeah. Yeah. You could sell a Celtic squad for 80 million pounds. You know, if, if you were being, they wouldn't even get anywhere near it because they wouldn't think, oh, they're playing Scotland. People don't value Absolutely. Scotland. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. So last year, the Rangers getting the money they got for Bassey was fantastic. Yeah. You know, it, well, it was great. I have to say, Peter, when the draw was made, and I thought, you know, Rangers particularly had a really tough group, and that's the way it's born out. But it never ever crossed my mind that both of them potentially could get zero points. No. It never did. And not until probably game three, when you're still looking at Rangers on zero. I'm thinking, oh God, they've not even scored a goal yet. But I have to say, when you look at Rangers and Celtic and back for the past 20 years longer, they've always managed to find a way. And you know, you look at other t other teams, and I get what you're saying. You're right. Club Bruges have managed to find a way. They don't have superstars. Great point. They, 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 their wage bill's probably lower than Celtic and Rangers, I would and, imagine. And Mark, what's happened then with... But they, said, they, said, they sell a striker, but Paul, for £50 million yeah. to, to Milan. Sure. Uh -huh. so that's the are. point I'm making. Yeah. Uh -huh. but, but, yeah. So there you are, they've not even got him and they've managed to get uh, That's what I'm saying, you sure. know what I'm saying? I, that, that's I, what I'm I get saying. that, so they, they, value players, they value their players. That's what I'm, I'm just thinking, about. I never thought for a minute that both sides could finish with... Honestly, it never crossed, because you always think, as you said, you've played in it, and I everybody comes on it. Sell it part in the Ibrox mm. with 16,550,000 mm. is, is, is a genuinely Absolutely. can be a 12 100%. Man. I've always so said that. And I never ever felt that was And I thought that the last time against Leipzig and that, but that was the only thing. But I was always a wee bit of trepidation because I'm looking at fair football, not as a supporter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking mm. at the quality of the players. Have, the way Celtic play, they're going to create chances, they're going to give chances up. But you'll not get away with that in the champ. And that's proven so far. You've not got away with the one mistake or two mistakes Celtic made, they never made many against Leipzig and end up losing 2-0. Sure. And it looks a comfortable victory. You know, and that, that's the thing you look at. Madrid, they did as good a chances as Madrid did, you know, but ended up losing 3-0. Mm. You know, so that's the point I was making. And it was always sure. capable of that because of the quality of the yeah. players you're playing against. Yeah. Playing at Celtic Park and Ibrox, I agree 100%. Sure. That wins your games on its own. And look what Rangers did just six, seven, eight months ago with much of the same team, not entirely, they've lost mm. to Rebo and Bassi, but what they did against Leipzig, what they did against Dortmund, amazing performances, yeah, and yeah. that's, I agree with what you say, they're in a real, the toughest of, of uh, groups, 
but you would have expected them to do something special, which they did last year. And for Celtic, it's massive tonight. Alan, who's your all-time favourite Celtic player? We like to Henrik ask. Henrik Larson. Henrik Larson. Yeah. yeah. Apart from him, which Mark said we should, who would be your next one? Because most people, <laughs> the couple of months we've been coming here, are saying Henrik Larson. Is there anyone else? Probably Chris Sutton. Chris, a uh, big, big Sutton. Yeah. yeah. You obviously yeah. forgot a one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I gave you that tenner earlier on. Come yeah. on. Right. You're yeah. obviously too young to see me that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Peter looks as though he can still play, though, doesn't he? <laughs> That'd be a first. Yeah. <laughs> Steady. So your scoreline again? Yeah, I'll go with 3 1. You're going 3 1. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll that uh, be yeah. happy with that. That's two threes yeah. we've had tonight. And Stephen and Alan. And what about big Joe Hart? Hey, nobody seemed to want him. He came to Glasgow, what, 18 months ago. And my well, goodness, he's football, what yeah. I find, yeah. He's, he looks happy. Yeah. I mean, I can ask. So. I'll tell you what, I, I was talking about um, Maurice Jens. Get Joe Hart signed up. I don't know what his deal nah, is. Nah, get, him, get, get him, what is he, 35, 36? Yeah, he's 36. Listen, get whatever he is. Just nothing. Stick, stick, a couple of, stick yeah. an extra couple of years on it now. Do it now. And that's your goalkeeping position. Yeah, that's a headache taking away whether it's crucial. yeah, whether it's Postecoglou or whoever the next manager is, and whenever that may be, that is a major headache out the road. Get Joe Hart tied down yeah, until he's yeah. 39, 40. You're speaking to Alan as though he's Michael Nicholson. He's not the chief executive. He's in here in the Go Radio Football Show. Are you okay? <laughs> no, but I think get him sorted. They're all there. I think, that, I think Mark, Mark's right because it's it's massive. But so for the supporters, because the goalkeeping position is really difficult. I've got a very good number two now, you know, and that, that's the thing now. But who a better person to learn off, you know, who's yeah. played international, was it seven, eight caps you had for England? That's right. You know, yeah. been in Italy, had tough times at Manchester City, so he's seen both sides of it, you know, success and, I wouldn't say failure, but success, and then when a manager doesn't want you because he doesn't think you're good enough on the ball or whatever, that was a decision that seemed like it was made very, very quickly under Pep Guardiola. It was only Pep. Yeah. But, but, but that's what I'm I saying, know. you know, so, know. but they made that decision. But the bottom line is, he said saves in every single game. And I keep saying that to you. Every time Celtic play, the goalkeeper has a save to make. Yeah. It could be the big packy under even us. Yeah. We could be dominating games one and four or five. Big packy would make a save in the 85th minute. Sure. But it'd be an outstanding save. Yeah. You know, because it always happens. But you've got somebody like Joe Hart there. But I don't think his influence is just on the pitch. Absolutely. You're right. I think his influence off the pitch, off yeah. the pitch has yeah. been massive. Yeah. You know, and it's gave them a better belief we having somebody like that there. Yeah. Because Celtic in a really str- difficult position after the, losing the, the championship to Rangers and they brought somebody like that in. And it was it a big help to Callum McGregor. Massive. Big help to yeah, Callum massive, McGregor. Massive. He is like a vice captain. I hear that in the huddle, is it Greg Taylor is also playing a part because CCV is not as vocal. So I know it changes every week, but with Callum McGregor, who had, obviously it was Scott Brown before that, but I'm hearing that Greg Taylor plays quite a voice when he's on the pitch and, and it's been some season for him. Greg Taylor, is he the most improved player this season? Last year it was Tony Rawson. Who would you say I this year? he was good last year as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this year he's been different class. Definitely. I think you nailed it. You're right. I thought also that he seems to have gone up a level. When I listen to the top pros from the past, they, I think, recognise that he's got even better this year. I think it was perception, Paul, because I, I'd worked with him in Toulon tournament and he was outstanding. We beat Brazil 1-0 and Greg actually scored the goal, if wow. you remember. And we beat Brazil 1-0. Let's, he, put, let's put that in the trail, James, can we? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and honestly, he was outstanding. That day. We, were, we were excellent that day. I can't what, year, what year was that, Peter? Oh, five, five years ago now. Yeah. Uh, we went to Toulon. Long, we yeah. beat Brazil 1-0. Uh, yeah. And we could beat England, actually. We could beat England in the semi-final. Right. And then we, uh, Greg scored the goal. We won 1-0, but we were really, really good that day. 
but he was outstanding, a fantastic character, great enthusiasm for the game, a willing listener and learner, and that's what I'm saying, you've got the likes of him, Moritz Jens, mm-hmm. O'Reilly, all fantastic ages, yeah. fantastic ages, you know, and then as I say, you've got the experience of the Hearts and the Vickers and all that, even though Vickers is young, he's seen a lot of players at Tottenham, when you're getting in there and you're seeing all these superstars coming in, if you don't learn something going through the gates there when you're watching everything that's going on, it's not necessarily you're playing, mm-hmm. if you're watching how they behave and how their professionalism is, and you can see that in him, desperate to play every game, people are saying, oh, maybe a slight injury here and there, but he always seems to play. So that's massive, these wee small yeah. details, and you can see that within the group, and that's the camaraderie they all seem to have. They know that it doesn't matter who you are, if you don't produce, the manager's going to leave you out. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to work hard, you have to give everything, you have to leave it all on the pitch. Win, lose or draw, there'll always be an acceptance with the Celtic supporters if you leave everything on that football pitch. And I think they've seen that with young Greg uh, and his performances and, and thoroughly deserves the credit. And as I say, I was no happier man than myself seeing him oh, scoring the winner on Saturday. He's, I, I think he's the biggest success story at Celtic of all the players at the moment. Greg Because I don't know, I, I don't know if I'll yeah. know, I think most Celtic supporters, when they have him, you think back to his first season, probably his first 18 months, they weren't having him when Neil no, Lennon signed. Me. Two million quid for Kilmarnock. They were, they were asking saying, why he was starting. Exactly, and I'm not saying the benefit of hindsight, but in the season that he played under Steve Clark, I watched him 16, 17, 18 times. Peter worked to him. He was brilliant. And when Celtic signed him for two million quid, Jackie McNamara was, was his agent at that time. I thought, that's a great bit of business. This boy will do really, really well. The unfortunate thing, I think, for, for Greg Taylor was at that time, he was being compared right away to Kieran Tierney, yeah. which was really unfair. And then you were never going to replace like we like. But what it tells you about Greg Taylor is his character and mentality to keep going through it, a change of manager, Burnaby coming in for three and a half million quid in the summer. Yeah, and he's risen his game, he's risen his game, he's risen his game. He's now one of the first team, one of the first names on the team sheet. And it's great to see a young Scottish kid come through that and, and, and excel and do so well. And he's a trier as well, but because it's Celtic oh, and Scotland. It's sure, gorgeous. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine following KT, Alberto Carlos would struggle doing that, wouldn't he, Peter? <laughs> but that's yeah. it. And the thing is, these players have got to go and prove, and I said to you, it's okay being a good player coming yeah. to Celtic. It's been able to handle playing for Celtic. And the difficult thing is, when the fans are not having you, are not having a good time, can you show that wee bit of character to keep coming and keep coming? And he's proven that time and time again. And that, as I say, that's why I'm so delighted for him. Huge crowd coming in here for the programme and also for Robbie Williams. So we'll get a few requests for Crofty and Grado tomorrow morning at breakfast. It's absolutely jumping here. And can you imagine uh, in the cars and the buses and the trains, if they're running, people heading <laughs> to Celtic against Shakhtar. Alan, thanks so much, very much for joining us from Maryhill. And we'll talk to you maybe later. Thanks very much. We're back just after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Score Radio Football Show here with Macklin Motors. It's our special Euro Nights, now fast becoming legendary, even more legendary if Celtic get a win. Tonight, one point so far, but loads of chances. And Ange Postacoglu has been saying they've been chapping at that door. These are not his actual words, but he reckons tonight against Shakhtar that Celtic will score and could well win. We're in association with Steen, live at the Radisson Red. So many people coming in here, and we're only what, Mark? 20, 33 minutes away from kickoff. We've given you the team news. We're joined by so many people here. I think they're looking after you. Sean is with us from East Bright. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Good, 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 good. Good, good to see you. You're a student? Yes, yep. student, yep. And studying what and where? Uh, business at college. 
in Glasgow. Great. The Go Radio Business Show on Sunday mornings. Have you heard it? I'll, I'll listen to that. You, you, sure. No, you should, honestly. Should. The tips from Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Willie Hockey, who both started out like you yep. uh, as students. Well, I think in Willie's case, I don't think he did. It was University of Life. I think I'm right in that. He could have gone and get myself in trouble here, probably. <laughs> and uh, Tom was at Strathclyde doing business. Oh, I'll, I'll be passing in no time then. <laughs> exactly. But you love your football as well. Yeah, I do. What's your? Uh, do you get to the games at times? I know you I do. work. It's, yep. it's, 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 it's an expensive one for students, but I do. I do every so often. Yeah, definitely. Um, it sure the is. Big ones, of the course. big ones. Um, um, so, yeah. and you work uh, in do. the bars at night time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We, we can't <laughs> say where for security <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Social security. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate to get that. What are you thinking? Have you heard the Celtic lineup? I have. It's very attacking. Very positive. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we can get it done tonight. I, I think it'll be a tight game. I think maybe, maybe sneak a few goals. Hopefully, sneak a goal. Um, keep it tight at the back, which is you're never sure. I mean, I'm not really, not really sure if we'll if we'll be tight at the back or um, be, a, be an attacking lineup for sure. But uh, I'm not really sure if we'll keep a clean sheet. As such, maybe. No, I agree, sure. I agree, I agree with Sean. I, I'm, I'm the same I'm, as that. I I'm think a, we've given up chances, eh, Sean? I think we're very, I think we're very, uh, Carter Vickers, brilliant centre half. I think very solid, consistent. But I'm not set on Jens yet. Moritz Jens, I think a lot of the problems, a lot of the goals you concede are through him down that, down that kind of side. I'm not saying Greg Taylor because he's been excellent this season. Um, but I, I do think Jens is a, maybe a bit of time maybe a bit of time to see what he's about what about Juranovic can I ask all of you first you first of all Mark yeah. Juranovic at times has been caught out would that be fair recently I mean you talked about the pace I, I, up against... I, I think if you if you analyse Juranovic closer than European games I think defensively he's let Celtic down a couple of times you know, Leipzig he's body shaped the ball over the top Real Madrid he's no anticipated one of the balls maybe for the first goal Look, I know you're going to get caught out at that level it's different for the step up um, so probably been a bit harsh on because at the end of the day if it was a finished article he wouldn't be playing for Celtic he wouldn't be playing in Scotland that's that's the bottom line but listen he's a very very good player again at two million quid or two and a half he's a bargain all day long um, but if, if you're if you're Shakhtar Mudrik up against him tonight you'd maybe be targeting um, Juranovic but certainly going forward he, he links up well with uh, with uh, Abada I think the difficulty you have is the way Celtic play. It's like playing two four four really, because the fullbacks are pushed in, but not like normal fullbacks who usually play in front of their position. They're actually inside the pitch, so that's what I'm saying about taking care when you're in possession. The ball's so vital because as soon as you turn the ball over, the space against Celtic, against Manchester City, that's why they've not won the Champions League. By the way, has been that space down the side of the centre backs when the game changes quickly because the fullbacks are in the middle of the pitch. So when the ball turns over, your full-backs are always running back towards their own goal. You know, so they're always recovering. And that, that's the way Celtic play. That's the way Manchester City play. You know, top-quality players. But Manchester City trust them because they've got top, top-end players. You're talking about De Bruyne and that, who never give the ball away, very rarely. You know, but when they do, they even get punished as they did with Madrid last year. And that shows you, we talk about Celtic. Celtic have been on the front. And I've really enjoyed watching their European campaign because of the way they've tried to win the games. But it does leave you vulnerable. But I think in every system you possibly play in football, you're always vulnerable yeah. if you give the ball away cheaply because you're trying to score at one end. But you can't be worrying what's happening behind you because that's what gives you that overload further up the pitch. And I think that's what Celtic have done at times, but they have been caught on Navy counters. Or, 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 to get your take on this, Peter, and, and you, 
Sean, what do you think of Postacoglu in terms of he is not changing, he's not willing to, to tweak? Certainly in the public domain, privately he might be making a few tweaks here and there to his players, but in the public domain, I've got my way and I ain't changing. Even though they're sitting with one point out of 12 and only two, you know, one or two goals, what, what do you make of that? I think I think he's very proud of the way he plays. I think he's. I, I don't think he will change. I, I think it's what what he's brought up. That's how he's been as a manager. He's he's kind of learned uh, to not to, to stick with what you want. He wants to entertain the fans. He wants to show everybody how to play. Um, but I do think it comes with disadvantages in terms of you've you've got players maybe in the team that aren't getting enough support defensively in terms of maybe down the, the kind of fullback positions maybe. With uh, Abada and, and Jota not maybe tracking back as much as they, they could, um, so it does it does leave you exposed if you are further forward on the counter attack. It does leave you exposed um, down the side. Peter he speaks very well. Must be a coach this young man because no, he speaks very well about it, and I think it's really important that you understand that we have the quality players at our level, and as in Scotland, you know. Then you're going another level when you're playing against the very best. Who I keep going back to last year. I can't remember. It was a team, oh, the double barrel name, Bodo oh, Glimp. Oh, Bodo Glimp. You know, and I just thought they went like that. To us. Okay, we've got a problem. Just put it straight in. As soon as we win possession, just put it down the side of the centre backs. They didn't even make one pass. Yep. They just went bang. And I, that was the only thing that annoyed me a little bit because I thought, oh, we've seen that. Yep. Let's make sure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So let's adjust that. But Ange has been brought up, he's no stupid. When he takes a Celtic job, Celtic fans want to see one thing. They want to be entertained, and they want to try and win every game. That's what they want to do. So doing that, if he'd have sat back and lost the games the way he has just mm -hmm. now, the games have not went the way they have. If he'd have sat back and been in this position with one point, the fans would not be happy. Yeah. That's fact. That's fact. But because he's had a go in every game, we've had opportunities in every single game, we've played well in games, we've had periods in the games where we've been overrun a little bit, but mostly... I've been delighted the way they've tried to have a go to try and win the games. And that is different. If you're doing it the other way and you're sitting back trying to park the bus and you've lost these yeah. games, then there'd be a lot more questions getting asked. Mm. But if you're, if you're speaking there as a, as a supporter, now, as a defensive midfielder in your day, a guy who sat and protected like the front guys going with, if you were part of Ange's backroom team and they asked you for your opinion in terms of how do you handle it, these last two games when we need to get so would you tell him just be a wee bit more conservative or would you tell him nah, let's go for it Gaffer no I think what he's trying to do is if you'll see the teams that have always played this system Barcelona everything like that used to play with two centre-backs and everybody used to say that's their weakest part of their team is their two centre-backs or down the side of the centre-backs but they think if you're playing with the front eight your four midfielders plus your four attackers it means the opposition can't lift their head to play that pass forward so there's a pressure on them so they kind of get to your back four that's where the cat and mouse comes in. If you don't get the pressure right, if you don't get the pressure on the ball properly, then you are vulnerable. Then, and as a, the manager's right, every system you play, you can't cover every position. You know, because a player, if it's like me saying to my fullback, I want you to get break forward and get crosses in and whatever, and then all of a sudden screaming at him because he's not back, but you're trying to get him up further up the pitch, you're trying to get everybody around the ball, you're trying to get bodies in the box, you would never score. Yeah. So you've got to have a wee bit of go and have an overload. What Celtic are doing slightly different is trying to put that pressure further up the pitch. And I've really enjoyed watching them. You know, as I say, there'd be completely different questions getting asked if they wouldn't have had a go and tried to win every game. And you've ended up with one point. That's the big question mark would be coming. But this is what we expect to see. And if they can rub this out, mm -hmm. 
you know, and get better at it. Like when the ball changes over, McGregor does it fantastically well. So instead of playing with a fullback sticking in at the area, we used to say one fullback goes, other fullback stays. Mm -hmm. What they're doing now is keep the two centre backs with one centre midfield player staying, the two centre backs split, split a little bit. So yep. it becomes like a back three on the change, but the back three is not a fullback now. He's in the middle of the pitch. That's a slight difference. Fascinating. We get the inside from people who've played it at the highest level. Sean, who's your top player this year for Celtic? And would it be Jota, of course, who who's still out? But I mean, Jota has been very good. But I, I think in terms of consistency, I think Greg Taylor's just been one of the standouts of the team. It's every every week, I've, I've not seen a bad game this season, genuinely. Every game's been very consistent. I'd, I'd say, if anything, the midfielders maybe not as consistent as they were towards the end of last season. In terms of maybe Hitati and O'Reilly, I think O'Reilly's kind of dropped off a wee bit recently. Um, and I think clinically, I don't think I don't think we're getting enough. Like in terms of attacking play, like we're creating enough in Europe. Like I don't think we've ever had really a problem with creating a lot in Europe. We've always created, but we can't take our chances. Right, and that's the difference between the Premiership and the Champions League. I mean, are they going to do it tonight? Do you think? What's your scoreline? Well, that's the difference. We've never seen Kyogo and Jackie Marky. We've, yep. we've probably seen it a few times, but we've not seen it enough. Um, I, I think maybe one nil, one nil, two one. It's going to be tight. It's not. Maybe two one. Two one. Yeah. Since Celtic last played in Europe, and taking your points on board here, yep. Sean, which was a defeat at home to Leipzig, they scored fourteen goals in three games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. No. Six against Hibs, four against Motherwell, four against Hibs. It's just Hart. a different yeah. level, isn't it? Though? It is, but then you're, you're saying hopefully tonight, coming yeah. in in the back of that, I think it, it'll be, I think it'll be a wee bit, I, I, hopefully it's yeah. a wee bit more free-flowing and a wee bit more, it come natural to when they hit the penalty box. Is it a two up top or is it a, is it a kill going on the left? Which I'm, I'm kind of interested to... Well, we've discussed that in the first we, hour. We, we, we think, well, I think Hadzimanovic will go on the left because I think he's a better defender, believe it or not, than Kyogo is. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I see him playing. I see Jack Amakis maybe playing slightly deeper because he can arrive in the box and he's very good in there and that could give them a problem. It allows Kyogo to be further up the pitch that he can still do the press and he's got the energy to go and press goalkeepers and whatever. But whatever it is, as you say, you're hoping that the team that's on the pitch, the guys that can go on through the side of the pitch, plus the support, gives them that lift to get that victory which they're all desperate for. And probably, well, not probably, definitely, the performances in Europe have deserved, but not. But they've just not taken the chances. And unfortunately, we've said it many, many times mm. at this level. That is the difference. You've got to take your chances when you come along because they don't come along very many times. But for Celtic, they have, and we've yep. still not been able to take them. Great insight, Sean. You obviously, do you play football as well? Um, I used yeah. to. Yeah, you used to. <laughs> you used to. I used to play. I don't play anymore. But I wish. I, I wish I did. Maybe I'll get back in. Yeah, you should. The I fives think. is good. The fives is good. That's yeah. what I, that's uh, what I Well, Mark still plays along with some. Football liminaries, don't six you? So six aside. Yeah, not played that yet. But I'm it. Are you going to stay with us for a while tonight? Are you staying yeah. for yeah, the no, game? No, we've no. got the uh, podcast later. Sean, who, apart from Henrik Larsson, we'll now say that every time. <laughs> who's your all-time favourite player? And apart from Peter Grant as well. Sean <laughs> um, wasn't Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I think I wasn't born, but. Yeah. Lubo Manavchik for sure. Oh, Lubo, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a yeah. player, eh? What a, a gift player. from God. Just. Yeah. just Unbelievable, unbelievable. Or in my time, it's probably been Tom Rogic. Ah, would you go for Rogic? Big you? Tommy, yeah. as the manager so calls usually, him. Yeah, you can usually tell the way he'd like to play. Uh -huh. Yeah, like more the football. More, uh, yeah, exactly. of course. He wants yeah. to be a playmaker. So yeah, you can tell the, team he, yeah. the sort of team he's a Celtic supporter. Of this one, he uh, likes playmakers. Well, well, you're only 19. You could be back. Look at Nakamura. Played till he was 44. He's just given up this week. 
phenomenal. So get training. You look as fit as a fiddle. Well, I'm still doing it as well. Yeah. Nearly 60. Well, <laughs> and the thing is, we're, we're, uh, what Paul forgot, he says, we're yeah. playing six asides on a three-a-side pitch. But hey. <laughs> Sean, thanks for joining us no, here thank at the Radisson Red. We'll hear from you later on the podcast. Yeah, if you're just joining us, uh, two big games tonight. Obviously, Leipzig against Real Madrid uh, in Germany. And here in Glasgow, 60,000 for Celtic against Shakhtar. The traffic is busy, as you would imagine, on the way to Celtic Park. But I'll tell you, we don't make it easy in Scotland or in Glasgow now for parking anywhere near the two big stadium. I'll tell you, they have to have a look at it. It's ridiculous. We're hearing from people here in the social media. You know, you'd want people to get youngsters get into the games Peter Absolutely. we just don't make it easy you can't part within a, 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 a mile of, of it. yeah what's well, that well there's hardly any that. public transport well that's the biggest yeah. thing when you go to Lakes of Bayern right, don't you you walk off yeah. the train station you walk up to the top of the hill it sits yeah. at the top and everybody walks and it looks as if there's nobody been at the game yeah. five minutes after it because everybody just walks back down gets yeah. onto the train system and they're all the way all over the and most of the believe it or not most of the stadiums are built near systems around that yeah. you know like trains areas because it means that people can get to and from much easier instead of being in cars Seville are three up <laughs> where did that happen we get so engrossed there and so they're Copenhagen. three up in Copenhagen yeah but, it, but it's true we talk about you know the people's game but they haven't a clue and I'm not having to go at Celtic here or whatever the, the authorities the, the transport it's just not there oh, I feel for people trying to get I, to the game yeah getting to the game I mean I don't know how, how, how deep we want to go here but the infrastructure of yeah. our city our airport doesn't have a rail link. Yeah. Oh. I mean, seriously. Well, that's another, you know, uh, another I don't know, I don't know how deep you want to go. But anyway, yeah. you know, but, but as and then, if you do want to go to the game, if you kind of get put, you're, yep. depending where you park, you're at least an hour before your car's getting get mobile again. <laughs> yeah. to try and get a brilliant story about that. We, Joe Villa, we had his dog on swimming. <laughs> he left his dog in the car and it was a Rottweiler. The windies were down a wee bit, they says. Uh, <laughs> so Joe left in the car. <laughs> They come back and the boy had left a message. Can your dog blow up tiles? Because the boy had actually slashed his car tiles. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I would never take my yeah. car in the game. That was one of my best laughs ever. That. Uh, Pierce has been on the social saying he was at the Leipzig game, and this is the point of this, where the facilities, and you touched on the continent, they're just amazing. It was so civilised, passionate fans, but also great with them. And it was so easy to get in and out of the stadium. Anyway, you'll not be caring too much about that if you've got your ticket and you're on the way tonight to the game we're going to take a quick break and then we're back and it's the last few moments before the teams come out we'll be watching it here on bt sport big john hartson will be on it tonight big john excited peter grant is with us along with mark guidi we're back in a couple of moments the go radio football show with macklinmotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across scotland let's go, go. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors live from the Radisson Red in Glasgow, our Euronite special in association with Steam. We're only, well, just over 15 minutes away from kickoff. I love asking you about this, Peter. Take us inside. What's it like at this time? You've done the warm up, you're in. What kind of talk would you as a manager do? Or what did you hear over the years just before kickoff? It was more as a player because as a manager, it's slightly different. Yeah, I never really had much to say before kickoff because I thought the players wouldn't want to listen to me. They've done all their preparation. We've been talking about it all week in the build-up, you know, in the training ground. So for that last period, I like to let them be their, on their own because all that interested and all I was interested, I can only talk to me as a player, was I hope I don't well, I hope I don't let the supporters and the teammates down, you know. That was all you was going through your head. But this was the worst time. 
I just wanted to be on the pitch. The referee ready to blow his whistle. That was all I was waiting. I hated the warm up. I hated everyone round about it. Did you? Yeah. I, yeah. In the warm up. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted yeah. the game to start. Once you're there, you just want the game to ready to kick off. It was like in the night games. I saw the Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, they don't do them much of them nowadays. But I used to love the Saturday afternoon because I hated waiting all day because you couldn't sleep, you couldn't rest yeah. because you were always nervous, and I was always one with butterflies in my stomach. And I didn't like that. I loved the game to come and ready to go, and then that was you ready to play. But brilliant when you get out to the noise. That was, as I say, the dream was to go out to walk on. That's what I only wanted to do. And what a feeling that is. That makes the hairs in the back of your neck stand up, that's for sure. Dominic from Bellison joins us. Welcome to the yeah, programme. How are you doing? How are you? Yeah, good. Guys, how are you? Not bad, eh? You just in from work? Just yeah. in, then. Came down to watch again. What do you do? Ventilation. Right. It's quite warm here, but it's very good ventilation here. <laughs> I try should say. Job, try yeah, yeah, very good, very good here. Um, Dominic, what are you thinking then about this Celtic looking for the first win in the yeah. Champions League this season? It's a st- strong lineup, more attacking than yeah. usual. So I'm hoping maybe three-one Celtic. You're pleased with it, Hart. Juranovic, CCV, Jens and Taylor, Hatati and O'Reilly, Haksabanovic on the left, Abada on the right, and then there's Kyogo. And Gikamakis take, together, take whichever right, way you think up front. What do you feel about that? Yeah, it's glad to see the two of them play together. So, see, hopefully, it's, as I said, more attacking. Uh, and I'm, uh, I think yeah. it's good. Three one Celtic. You reckon three one Celtic? <laughs> what about that battle at the weekend? Um, if there's a neutral, they would enjoy that. Those seven goals at Tynecastle, and your team won. Yeah, it was a good game. I watched the game, and it just shows you. James Forrest scores a hat-trick, then scores again, and he's not even in the start lineup. It's pretty tough, isn't it? He's, uh, he's joined the 100 he's club. Done, he's done fantastically yeah. well. I mean, the years he's been there, and, and to be fair, we talk about players, and we've seen it before, but making noises, you know, at other clubs, they've all went away from it, and all of a sudden you think to yourself, he's went in there, he's not been playing, he's had injury problems, but he's come on and performed, and, and that is all you can do is prepare yourself right for every match, train properly. And they've got to look at these boys that have just come into Celtic. They're the things they've got to look at. How's James won so many trophies? How's he scored so many goals? How's he so many assists? And it must be the way he goes. Exactly, consistency and his training regime to look after himself because it's very, very difficult when you've been a starter for many years to all of a sudden not be a starter, but to still perform. And he's done tremendously well, and it can only be good for the other boys. Abadas and all that keeps pressure on Nemo at all times, knowing that they have to perform at their highest. I think you forget because you look at four, he still, he still looks as if he's 23. And I think, what is he, 31 30 now or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. And you think, no, I think he was a, a kid coming through when Peter was there with, 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 with Tony Mowbray, he was just in the cusp of maybe breaking yeah. through. We brought him up um, to training, whatever. Yeah, so, and I think, unfortunately for him, he, as much as he, he's dynamic, he was explosive, he, he had a lot of hamstring injuries in his first four or five years. And I think a turning point. For, for James Forrest was the arrival of uh, of uh, Brendan Rodgers yeah. which added a different thing to his game when, his when life, he got to that it? level yeah, yeah I think you know and it was for a number of players you know they were a wee bit of a rut under Ronnie Dial albeit Celtic had won the title but that, that kind of changed things and I think that's got extra out of uh, Forrest and Peter's worked him as a young pro but the other thing about him as well I think he was a whipping boy for two or three years with Celtic supporters he's managed to come through that and ride it and also as well, he's low maintenance, doesn't he cause you a problem? He looks like the kind of boy who comes in, does his work. If he's no playing, he's no mourning. As you say, he's part, he sees himself as part of a squad. And if he can help Abada and Maida, you know, Abada's 10 years younger than him, Maida's 6 or 7 years younger than him, then he's going to help but those Mark, boys. But Mark, he's always, I mean, I was surprised. We, we went with Scotland with Big Alec for a period of time. He got Scotland into through. 
Remember, we, we, Aye, we beat Israel. Right. James no scored a hat trick, you know, but he hadn't scored for Scotland, and we couldn't believe that. And then he scored five goals in two games. If I'm, if I'm proper, we went to Albania and we won in Albania, and then we beat Israel at uh, Hamden in the two games in the quick succession. Aye. And he scored five goals in the two games. I forgot about that, Peter. And, actually, you yeah. know, and you know he was capable. But Alec gave him that freedom. Go and play in there. Don't wait out there. And, and he, he can finish, and he's proven that. And we couldn't believe. I think it was 25, 26 games he'd played by then for Scotland yep. and hadn't hit the target. All of a sudden, he had five goals in two games. And that's great credit to him. And as I say, he's kept himself going now. And as Dominic and that say, they, they know his supporters going to watch. There's always somebody's going to... If the team's not doing well, there's always a critic of some, some players. Mm. And it's can you, and that's what we talk about. Can you handle that? Yep. And can you keep performing under maybe getting a wee bit of criticism for the sports? You have to be able to handle it. Because it's going to move on. If you do well, they're the first to praise you. And as Dominic says there about this playing for Celtic, going one and three one tonight. It's interesting everybody's saying three one because mm-hmm. we always think they're going to give up a chance. Yeah. Even watching a Celtic yeah. team, you're talking about Hearts at the weekend four three, mm-hmm. but that's that's the way they've decided to play. That's the way they're going for it. What's your scoreline? What do you think, Peter? I'm going to go two 0 Celtic. Two 0 Celtic, two-nil. Mark. Uh, I'm going to go the same as I did with Leipzig I think Celtic will need to score 3 to win the game okay. so I'm going to go Celtic 3, Shakhtar 2 3-2, three, two. Like you're going for Dominic, the thing about uh, James Forrest, final word on him no ego really, it's amazing isn't it look at the trophies he's got but he seems a real team player yeah. a bit of humility there and you don't always see that you know, these days with, uh, with top footballers it uh, just shows you the professionalism because he's, he's been there for how long and he's scoring and dropped he's still comes back into the team does a job so yeah it's my favourite players James Forrest growing up sure. well oh, good yeah because he does get he got unjust criticism and Barry Ferguson on our programme said two seasons ago James Forrest why are you criticising him he's one of your best players yeah well, if you remember back talk about David Proven yeah people always talk about if you're a wide player you've got to be a great crosser yeah that was probably, and I know James is nearly the 100 assists now, I think, as yeah, well. Right. But yep. that was yep. one thing people yep. would always say, his final ball. Mm-hmm. And you were always judged on your final ball. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing he wasn't brilliant at. And we must admit that as a winger. It wasn't as if you're curling balls in there and time after time. And that was probably what people looked at more than anything else, his final thing. Things be prior to it, taking people on. That was never in question. You could see that. But you've always got to remember who he replaced. In our period of time was Sean Maloney, and Aidan McGeady. Yeah. Two point. fantastic yeah, players. And he had to come and all of a sudden come in amongst that. You talk about Kieran Tierney with Greg and James had similar with these two boys. Great point. You know, they yeah. need similar with yeah. that. And fantastic for him. I couldn't believe it was 100 goals and 100 assists. I mean, yeah. I'm absolutely delighted for him because you see he's one of these humble guys that just gets home with his game, does his job and gets on with it. Dominic, anything you want to ask Peter or Mark or to say here on the show? Because we've got plenty we still want to ask you. We've only got about... In fact, there's 10 minutes to go. We'll be finishing in five so that you can settle down here and enjoy it. Hopefully, we're looking after you. Looks as though one of those amazing pizzas has joined for you. Yeah, not uh, questions. Just enjoy the yeah. game, guys. Yeah, tonight... He's not looking for the pizza, Paul. Look at that. you got a big pint of bloody beer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Look at water. <laughs> Cheeky there. Can you imagine us with a, with a drink? Uh, league-wise, uh, is that still the number one thing for you, to, win, to retain the title? To retain the title, that... And for sitting bottom in the group in the Champions League it feels after they've played well and quite a lot of Celtic fans are quite happy obviously with the performance just a pity we're sitting bottom when there's times we could have took more from the game uh, if we took our chances but it's been, it's been a good good uh, good to be back basically in the Champions League I, I don't Still, know about you Donald I, I think you know, cause I, I don't expect Celtic to win in the Bernabeu next week I think that's no, I think probably going to be too big a so, but tonight 
you know, a, a realistic chance of winning the game. Yeah. It would be a travesty considering how Celtic have played, played and the chances yeah, have created if they didn't win a game. Exactly. Out of these yeah. six, sure. you know, if, yeah. if they get a point tonight yeah, or whatever. Well, and they finish, it would be because you analyse how they've played. Uh, and I know it is all about putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. That is the bottom the line. Game. You yeah, said but it, 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 it would yeah. be, you know, it would yeah. be a travesty if they finish bottom of this group considering how they've played. Dominic, what would you want to say about the manager, Ange Postacoglu, and what he's done for you as a Celtic fan, what he's done for the Celtic support? He's made Celtic fans happy, aye. Uh, hopefully he's here for the duration. Uh, came in as an unknown and I think he's to everybody's surprise how good he's actually been. Hopefully he's... Aye, hopefully he, he, he handles things so well, yeah. doesn't he? And, and no, just a, a, going off tangent a wee Go bit, on. Paul, but looking at Eddie Howe down at Newcastle, because yeah. mm-hmm. I think a lot of Celtic supporters took a wee bit of delight in Eddie's start at Newcastle and you know, it wasn't so great. Oh, we've, we've dodged a bullet, maybe not getting Eddie Howe, and he didn't have the appetite to come here. He's a top manager, so let's give a bit of praise sure. to Eddie Howe. Okay, it's worked out great, and there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But Eddie Howe, I don't think Celtic supporters no, sure. use it as a, a stick no. to beat Eddie Howe with hands. He is yeah. a top, top manager as well. Just, and Celtic just ask, would have been very fortunate to get Eddie Howe too, sure. that's for sure. What a performance at the weekend, turning that round well, against Eddie Tottenham. Was the captain yeah. when I was at Bournemouth, yeah. Eddie was there, a fantastic boy. And I spoke to Eddie about the Celtic thing and all that, you know, mm-hmm. and told him about what Celtic's all about. And there was different reasons. People said things about Eddie, but his staff, Eddie's not stupid. You know what I mean? As if his staff didn't want to come. He knows all about Celtic and this was massive for him, you know. Eddie decided to make another decision, but he's a fantastic coach, a fantastic football man. He'd have been fantastic here as well. You know, because he'd have bought into everything that Celtic supporters expect. He'd have bought into that because he's very clued up in his football. He loved his football sure. even as a player. He loved his football. You know, but Ange just come in. But people, as I say, probably typical Scottish. Nobody looked into his background. International yeah, manager, yeah. everything, been successful everywhere. He's been fantastic CV in the respect of that. What he wanted to do was come and prove that in Europe. And he's proven that with one of the biggest clubs in the world. He said more coverage than he could ever dream of yeah. and that's coming from Celtic Football Club you're not talking about one of your Premier League clubs in England yeah. you're talking about Celtic Football Club he, the manager will have more coverage than he's ever had even if he'd have been at Liverpool yeah. because this tells you enough about this football club you always say that this is uh, managing Celtic or Rangers the only bigger the only spotlight man, is Man United Man United, United was the only one that's got the okay. same types of pressure so Final word from you, Dominic. The manager has said, break the glass ceiling, get the points tonight. You're, you're pretty confident. Hopefully, yeah. Confident. You'll join us later in the podcast. The, the boys Great. get a, a win. We'll enjoy that there. Thank uh, you. Cheers. Enjoy, enjoy, Dominic. There. Enjoy Thank it. you, Dominic, for joining <laughs> us. That's a half pint. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting uh, the BT Sport on here. I see big John Hartson there is ready for it as well. We've got Peter Grant with us and Mark Guidi. Look at the table. It's one point just now. What will it be? Mark, final word for you at the moment. Later tonight, uh, yeah, we've got I really, the podcast. Listen, I like that we see it before the game. I like the starting eleven. I think it's a bold move by the manager. Going with Jackie Marcus and Kyogo together for the first time. Looks really good. And I think it's a, a team that can win the game for Celtic. Celtic to win 3-2. Peter, elsewhere, Chelsea, 2-1 win for them against Salzburg. And Seville, two late goals. So Seville, Sevilla, 3-0 against Copenhagen. Just to hear your scoreline again, what do you reckon tonight? I'm going for 2 0 Celtic. I've just got, you've just got that yep. feeling, and listen, I've seen their games, and I just think they maybe they don't care if they don't play as well, but it's great to see them with the two strikers to see how they play together. That's what I'm more interested in now because it's the first time he's done this and how they're going to do it. The manager has changed his game; he's looked at every game individually, and I think tonight there's a possibility that it'd be ideal. The ideal scenario: Celtic win 2 0 Jack and Marcus and Kyogo score. That'd be the ideal scenario for them. 
because that's his two strikers scoring goals. And obviously getting four points in this section and then getting into Real Madrid. We just saw the pictures there on the telly in that tunnel you know so well, Peter. So those butterflies that you would have when you were playing and the players will have, they'll be gone shortly. Look at them there, there's CCV, the captain on the night. We wouldn't have been waiting anybody, Paul. Is that right? Oh, Different? No, no. You didn't? You no, didn't. we'd have been oh, running out. We'd have been out on our own. It's you the know. protocols now, isn't no, it? Exactly. Yeah. We'd have still been running out on our own. <laughs> we'd have been telling the referee where to go. You'd be we're, <laughs> we're off. <laughs> Strike up the Glendale game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go on with it. On the pitch. Big Joe Hart. Could it be his night as well? Look at Greg Taylor there. Arms folded. What a weekend it was for him. Just looking who's in the crowd as well. Some... Uh, Luminaries there. I think it's we Gordon. Hey, right, Gordon Strachan. My goodness, he used to be the redheaded. He's uh... he used to get a lift up there so he can see the game. Hey, <laughs> it's going to be some night tonight. Hatati there. We haven't even mentioned him. This could be could be his stage tonight. Such a gifted player. Well, he's proven that with some of his passing and some some of the games he's been outstanding. And and, and in other parts of his game, I thought against Leipzig the last time he gave the ball away cheaply in the first 10, 15 minutes. He never really started quick enough. Um, but the one thing I liked about him, he kept going and getting the ball and trying to get the ball and, and trying to make that clinical pass, which he's more than capable of. Mark, your scorers tonight, then, you think? Three, two, oh, I don't need all of them, because you've got uh, maybe five scorers. I, I, I tell you what, I'm going to go for Carter Vickers to get a goal from a, a set, set piece. piece. You know, it's a free kick or a, or a, or a corner or whatever. And yeah, do you know what? I, I, I strongly fancy Jackie Marcus. I think tonight could be his night. I think he could emerge as a, a real star this evening. That's them coming down the tunnel there. There's Maurice Jens. You can see Matt O'Reilly, Kyogo and Juranovic coming out with Celtic. OK, enjoy the match, everyone. We'll be back with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors tomorrow night at 6. Mark, you'll be here. Yep, looking forward to it. Barry Ferguson will be with us too for Napoli against Rangers. Tonight, everyone here, thanks for joining us. We'll speak with you again later in the podcast as the teams come out. Good luck to Celtic tonight. Peter, thank you so much. Pleasure, Paul. You get a good feeling about it. Absolutely, I always do. (laughs) That's it from us. We'll see you and hear from you tomorrow night at six. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, Paul. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.